Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Backyard Smokemaster Barbecue video podcast. We are live streaming. It's a happy Sunday, and I am so thrilled to be joined by my friend, Joe Silva of Q Belly's Barbecue. And let me see if I can make sure I get Joe in here. There he is. What is up, man? All right. Not too much, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. A little right. tired, but I'm doing well. Well, again, I really appreciate you coming on. So for those that don't know, Joe did come on last year. He was amongst the first guests that I had on the podcast, and we really had a, a good time just chopping it up and getting to know each other. And he was gracious enough to come back on, and I really do appreciate it. Now, let me just say a few things. Now, Joe has an outstanding Instagram page. I mean, he puts up some of the best barbecue stuff that, that I have seen really gets me motivated. And if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. And Joe also does catering and pop-ups. And you're based out of Upland, California, which I believe is in San Bernardino County. Yes, sir. All right. So let's just get right into it. So for people who don't know or haven't heard your story, why don't you start off? Just tell us what got you into barbecue and what drives you to keep at it, to do it as a profession. Well, I started cooking at a, at a pretty young age. I remember kind of my sister took care of us a lot growing up. So she kind of taught us the ropes on how to cook on the stovetop. And I remember just having joy cooking. So I kind of cooked all my life. And as I got older, I ate a lot of tacos. So it naturally progressed to me becoming a taco man because I used to make my own salsas and I used to make this like creamy chimichurri. And that's kind of what got the taco man thing started. My family was like, dude, this chimichurri is bomb. Like you should make tacos out of it. So I was a taco man for six, seven years, but I would always barbecue in my backyard because I loved to just to barbecue. But I was a beginner. I was a novice. So I didn't really know too much of it, but I loved working with charcoal and I loved doing all that stuff. So while I was a taco man, I would always watch YouTube videos and specifically I came across Aaron Franklin. A lot of my friends talk smack about this, but like I'm an Aaron Franklin guy. Like I don't really watch but Aaron Franklin because I don't want my styles to just be all over the place. Like mm. I saw Aaron Franklin, I saw what he did, I was intrigued and it just got the ball rolling. So I slowly transferred my taco love into barbecue and I completely shut my taco business down and then switched to barbecue and it's been fun it's been probably going on five six years for barbecue itself so but check this out though so so with the pop-ups i now kind of do a fusion of like my taco love and barbecue love so i smoke some pulled pork some brisket and i incorporate it with like street tacos and some quesadillas and some queso tacos that i do so i i've got a lot of good reviews man and i'm just starting brand that's so awesome yeah. Yep, that's awesome. Now, you mentioned Aaron Franklin kind of being your the guy that motivated you early on. Now, now, have you had a chance to actually go to his restaurant or have you had any of his food? No, and I'm very disappointed about that, but I will one day, man. I'll, I'll take the trip to Austin and I'll definitely go. That's for sure. You definitely have to do it. Have I, you I, been? 
I have. I have. Oh. So actually, I was in Austin last year, probably about exactly about a year ago from now, because my my brother and sister-in-law moved to New Braunfels, Texas, which is about halfway between Austin and San Antonio. And we had been kind of delaying going out to visit them. But when we did, I, I definitely wanted to make sure that I tried some of the, the barbecue restaurants in Central Texas. But the main one on my list was Aaron Franklin's and it did not disappoint that mm-hmm. brisket because that's what you hear about you know he's like the king of brisket and everything and it totally lived up to the reputation I mean before I even tasted it because they chop it up in front of you and I was just just blown away and yeah it was tender smoky all of it it was fantastic so definitely. I got to ask, how many pounds did you order or what What was your order? Oh, my God. I can't remember exactly how many pounds we ordered. I mean, it was enough for us to have some to, to take back to my in-law's house. Uh, we right. also tried the turkey which was good too. We tried, they had some pork ribs and then they also have like a couple of varieties of sausage that they make in-house. And there was one, I want to say it was jalapeno cheddar and that was really good too. But definitely the brisket was the star of the show. No question about it. And they were really cool. I mean, Aaron, he wasn't there that day. And my wife is more like socially outgoing than I am because she knew I was totally geeking out just about being there and I made sure we were there hours before they opened up because I heard about how they run out that's it so we were out there pretty early but yeah no she was like talking to the staff that worked there and and she managed to get us an opportunity to go back to their smokehouse where their smokers were located so I got to shoot a little bit of footage of their with the smokers that they have so it was totally outstanding so definitely that's be on your bucket list for sure for sure i will go and i'll let you know what it's like man i'll send you some footage for sure all right yeah yeah (laughs) now you also mentioned that you got your start that you used to actually have like a taco business and then you transitioned that into barbecue and i have noticed on your page there's quite a bit of like kind of like a fusion with the barbecue and the mexican food so actually let me pull up your your page here which is outstanding so that was actually going to be one of my questions kind of what inspires some of these recipes that you have i'm trying to remember there was a the name of a particular taco that you were that you talked about actually i think it's in your bio i think it's the the middle one the middle picture this one is this the queso taco is that is that how you say it so I mean, I I don't know if I created it, right? I mean, I have a picture from, I think it was 2017 when I, when I first made it, but I had, I was at a taco, I was at a taco party and there was some downtime and I threw a tortilla on and started kind of messing around with it. And that's what I came up with. Again, I don't know if I, if I created it or not, I'm sure I didn't, but so it's it's a corn tortilla and there's some melty cheese on the inside and then the crispy cheese on the outside. And you spoke about that fusion. So I add either smoked brisket or pulled pork or or, uh, I do a homemade chorizo. And I just throw that in there, man, with some onion, cilantro, and I make those sauces right there. That's a chipotle cream and a chipotle sauce. Also, they both go super well together and it tastes absolutely amazing, man. Like 
and I'm not, I'm not just saying this because it's my product, but it, it's truly, truly amazing. And yeah. the reviews after people try it is just outstanding. And I'm trying to run with it, man. Like th this is something that I'm proud of and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. But if you go to a pop-up, you'll definitely uh, see this on the menu for you to try. All right. Yeah. My daughter is going to be, she's going to be going to Cal State San Luis Obispo. And I know that we're also going to try to incorporate some trips a little further south down into the LA area as well. So I'm going to put that on my bucket list as well to make it to one of your pop-ups because your stuff, it looks fantastic. Let me just pause. So for the folks who are joining us, please feel free to put in some comments, ask questions. We want this to be totally interactive. And both Joe and I, we love barbecue. And I think I can speak for him as well. We're trying to just inspire people to get out there Get in your backyard, use your smokers, your grills, barbecue. So if you have any questions, anything barbecue related at all, please, please feel free to jump in with a, with a question and we'll try to get to it. Now tell me uh, more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So I just did an event with one of the meat companies I'm with and they serve tacos and I kind of let, I did a guest taco for one of the employees. And it kind of just, it snowballed, man, into employees lining up for these things. And it was pretty intense, but that's how it goes usually. Like my buddy Ed ordered a guest taco at my one of my last pop-ups. And then people online were like, yo, what is that? He's like, yo, this is a guest taco. So they're like, so after that, it snowballed into order after order. And it's awesome. It's feeling, man. And it's something I'm super proud of, for sure. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Now... So in addition to that, so what, what are other things would you consider to be like your specialties or that you're really proud of? I pride myself in sauces. Like I mentioned, I make a chipotle cream and chipotle salsa, making new salsas. I make like a something, a, a house salsa, which is tomato based. It's like your typical salsa that you order at a restaurant when you sit down, but it's a little tweaked. It's tweaked a little bit. I make a creamy chimichurri. I make like a roasted poblano cream sauce. So I'm always messing with sauces to pair with certain foods. So that's kind of my specialty. I love doing that stuff. And so far, man, all the sauces that I've created are have been really good. So oh, that's great. I see a lot of guys who are doing this type of thing and then they begin to like sell their own spices or rubs or in your case, maybe sauces. Are you already selling? Are you thinking about doing that? Yeah, so I have I have a spicy jalapeno rub that I have. I'm out of stock right now, but I usually have the jalapeno rub, which is awesome, like on eggs or wings, or you can top whatever with it, like beans, salad, burritos, whatever. My sister just texted me the other day saying that she had some corn and she topped it with that spicy jalapeno rub. And then I also have a mustard-based barbecue sauce, which is called California Gold. And I call it brisket's best friend because it is outstanding with brisket, man. Anybody who's tried it with brisket just keeps coming back for more. I'm also out of that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm messing with like a mop sauce. So it's like, it's the California Gold incorporated with a little bit a little bit more vinegar and some pepper flakes a little bit of sugar to like off 
balance the, the acidity of the vinegar, but that's more for the vinegar lovers. So I got the California gold, which is like essentially a, a sweet mustard. And then I'm messing with that mop sauce for the vinegar lovers. So, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to make more like that. Like, I don't know if that's a deep passion of mine. Like I do love making them, but the selling part is it can be hit or miss. So it's just like, it, it's really more for, for homies and people that come to my house for a barbecue. Like, Hey, check this out check out my sauce or here's a rub. It's kind of like that. But if you follow me, like I don't really push any of that stuff because you want it, it's there, you buy it, whatever. But marketing, selling products like that, that's an entirely different thing from just being out there doing the cooking, which is what you love. And I totally get it because I got people constantly coming to me trying to encourage me to do like a, a pop-up or to try and sell something. And so I admire a guy like you that's actually doing it because I know that that's a grind, man. I know that that's hard work and you got to be super passionate to be able to do that on a consistent basis. So I definitely tip my hat to you for doing that. But yeah, selling sauces on a regular basis, yeah, that, that's a, a totally different thing. So I get it. So I just kind of made a little tweak here while you were talking so we could more better see your, it looks like your upcoming pop-up schedule. Yeah, so I have four four breweries coming up, two at Pro 5, one at Storytellers and King's Brewing. So they're, they're local. I try to stay in the Inland Empire I try not to go outside of that. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, it's a grind. Like you said, these pop-ups, especially because I got a full-time job, man. I got a family trying to almost like a quota to hit on social media for the posts that I do. So trying to do that with the pop-ups, it's definitely a grind. It's tiring. Right. But like you said, if you don't have the passion for it, I would never make it. But this is my passion and this is it's, it's what I love to do. So that's what keeps me going. Totally. Totally get it. And since you mentioned it, so why don't you tell us about some of the companies that you have affiliations with? Yeah. So I'm with B&B Charcoal. I'm with Char Grillers. I'm with Butler Beef. I'm with Branding Iron Ranch. I'm with Killer Hogs, Mr. Malcolm Reed. I'm with Hot Iron Pepper Rubs. Oh man, I don't want to miss anybody. Thermo Pro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's great. So you're definitely well connected there. So that's great as well. Let me just go through. Oh, I also wanted to ask you about the the no wrap ribs. So there's always that constant debate. Should you wrap? And if you do wrap, is the three, two, one method the best or is it something else? I mean, I recently started doing something that's not the three, two, one, because I don't think they quite need to be on that long if you're going to be wrapping. But yeah, tell me about the no wrap ribs and, and what's your secret? <laughs> so I'm a no wrap guy for ribs because if you see the bark right there, that's to me, that's what it's all about. I feel like if you wrap ribs, the bark will lose integrity and I need that bark. So I go about 275 until the bark is set. And sometimes depending on the smoker I use or the grill, or whatever, like it, it can take four hours. It can take up to five hours, man, depending on how I can put the ribs closer to the fire chamber or put it farther away. Right. It all depends on what I want to do for that day. So if I want to go like hot and fast, I'll even go three, three fifty, man. And just really? like, 
rocket those ribs out. Yeah. So is there a secret? I, I don't know. It's just, you know, you do what you, what you want to do. And, and if it works for you, then it works. But for me, I just put them on my smoker and I let them go. I just watch my fire. As long as my temperature is consistent and I'm burning clean fire, then clean smoke, then, then that's what I'm worried about. Now in this video, you can see that I'm using the char griller gravity. So the gravity works almost like a pellet smoker. So you use real charcoal or wood chunks or whatever. You don't use any pellets, but it feeds, it pulls the, the charcoal and the wood as it burns down. So you really don't have to touch it. And I don't know if I mentioned it in the comment section, how long it took for these ribs, but I think these were like five hours or so. And I don't go for temp either. Like I'll grab the ribs from the middle of the rack. If they're bendy and they seem tender, then that's when I'll pull. But I would assume the ribs would probably be close to 200, but I also like a bite to my ribs. I don't like fall off the bone. That's probably around like 190-ish is is how I like my ribs. Okay. Now, see, yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you know they're, they're done? So you're kind of looking at how they bend from the middle? Yes. Yeah. So I'll put my hands, on, you know, grab them, and then I'll bend it from the middle. And if they bend nicely, then I know they're done. But if they're like kind of a little stiff, then it needs a little more work. So I'll just leave them in the smoker. But by that time, like the bark is already set and I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to try this too. So I'll have to admit, so when I first got into barbecue, one of my motivations was to learn how to make good ribs because that's I kind of got inspired by my father-in-law and his were always, I mean, they were the, the fall off the bone type. So that's what I was trying to do from the beginning. But then as I got more educated, more into barbecue, I kind of learned that, yeah, that's not really the best ribs necessarily, because it, it really just means that they're overcooked. And then one of my downfalls, though, is that I have been trying methods like trying to find the, the holy grail from different wrapping and timing or not doing a wrap and, and doing like what you've described and just never really settling on one thing. But I think like what you described is really what I'm looking for as well. So yeah, I, I want them to be tender, but I don't want them to be like you, you pick them up and the, the bones just fall out. I don't want them yeah. like that. The, the rub is important or the bark is important to me because I actually prefer usually not to serve them with sauce, kind of make that optional if, if someone oh, wants it. And I feel like it, it should be able to stand on its own without the sauce. So keeping the integrity of the bark is important. So what you described, that makes perfect sense. Totally. And I'll tell you what, man, two of my buddies had the no wrap ribs. And these buddies always wrapped the ribs, but once they tried them with no wrap, they were sold. And they're like, we don't wrap our ribs anymore. So you might be the same way, man. If you wrap your ribs and you try the no wrap method, you'll be like, all right, these are amazing. I'm sold. They're still juicy. Yeah. Got nice bark. Makes for an awesome, awesome rack of ribs. I'm going to try it. Yeah, because I just did like, I think it was... 3145. I, I did that method and that worked yeah. worked really good. But I think I'm gonna try your no wrap method again. 
I've never been a fan of cooking your food at a preset like amount of hours, like the three to one. Like, sure, that may work, but to me, it's just like they're done when they're done. Like to me, the three to one method. I think I've tried it a couple times. I didn't like the way they came out because every smoker is different. Every grill is different. Like what, what type of grill are you using? Does it bear? Do you put your ribs? You put it on the hotter side or the indirect, so to speak side. So it can cook differently in that three hours compared to another smoker when you do the three to one method. So that's why I don't go by that. I just put them in, watch my fire. And when they're done, they're done. Absolutely. Let me just take a pause here. Oops, and I see I kind of messed that up. All right, there you go. Got you on screen for two purposes. So I know we've got people watching. I, I see the likes, but what I haven't seen yet are any comments or any questions. And so I'm kind of wondering if either I'm not just not seeing them or maybe no one has any questions or comments. But if you are watching live right now, please do me a favor. Just type, hey, we're here. Give me your name or something just so I, that I know that the comments are working. And then the other thing, just on my website, backyardsmokemaster.com, I do have a giveaway going right now. It's a 4th of July giveaway, um, totally free to enter. I'm giving away a caveman-style Serbian chef's knife. And actually, I learned about Caveman through Joe, as a matter of fact. But I have one of those that I'm giving away with a Thermapro wireless thermometer. So looking to give that away. So all you got to do, go to BackyardSmokeMaster.com and you can enter and do that. Okay. So the comments are working. Thank you. Thank you so much. Angelo Hades. All right. I hope I'm saying that right. Appreciate you jumping in there and letting me know that the comments are working. Grace here is watching from the Philippines. Appreciate you, Grace. And Grace actually helps me out with my website and everything. So glad to see that you are watching, Grace. And let me see. I'm trying to see if I can figure out. Okay, so it's 9.30 a.m. right now in the Philippines, and for them, it's July the 3rd, so they're, like, ahead of us. So appreciate you letting me know that they're working. Now, let me ask you about your, your pop-ups. Do you have a regular team that, that works with you on the pop-ups, or is it, like, your family? Like, I know you, you're not just out there by yourself, are you? I hope you got some help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. So, I, yeah, I usually ask my, my kids to help me. And if they're not available, then I'll usually go to, like, one of the barbecue homies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's normally just, like, register help. But I feed them. So I pay them, of course, and I feed them. But, yeah, so it's family first and then the people that I'm close to in the barbecue community. So... That's awesome that your kids, not just that your kids will are helping you, but that they're willing to help you. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you. So how many, how many kids do you have and how old are they? Oh boy. I got a, a 17 year old who's just about to be a senior, a 15 year old, a three year old and a one year old. Oh, okay. Wow. As you can imagine, life at home is, is intense. Yes. Uh, nonstop. <laughs> so, throw, so throwing everything else 
in the loop is just wild. So I'm very blessed to, to have them for sure. But yeah, it's wild over here. For- <laughs> totally get it. I have an 18 year old. I mentioned that she'll be a freshman at, at Cal Poly Slow. So I imagine it's your 17 year old that will help you out. Whereas I can't get my 18-year-old to do, (laughs) she's just not interested in the barbecue stuff other than eating it. But that's about the extent. Grace has a question for you, Joe. So how do you choose your content or your food that you are going to cook and post in your social media? Uh, Good question. So I'm not trying to be like cocky or anything here, but I get a box of beef from my butler beef company and i also get product from branding iron ranch so i get quite a few products every month and it's literally just i'm pulling the stuff out of the containers and it's just kind of on the spot like so essentially i get everything i throw it in my freezer and then every week i just go into the freezer pull out pretty much everything and decide what do i want to cook this week and I don't pull any recipes from online or any websites or anything. It's literally all from the top of my head. And as I do these recipes, if I'm creating a new sauce or I'm creating anything new, I'll write it down and just kind of go from there. So a lot of this stuff, some of the stuff is simple, like tacos, chicken sandwiches, stuff like that. They're simple, but even if I create like my own sauce or I do my dredge station, like all that stuff, like I just kind of do it off the top of my head. I hope that answers the question. Nah, that's even better that you're just coming up with your own whatever strikes you. So that's awesome. Shout yeah. out to Lynn, who's watching us from L.A. Lynn is a, a longtime friend. I've known Lynn a long time. We used to work together. Hi, so glad to see you here, Lynn. Let's see. We had another question. CeeLo? I'm new to like grilling stuff. I like the smoky taste of foods, but my partner doesn't like that. Do you have tips on how to make foods less smoky flavor? I would kind of say two things. I think depending on what you're cooking on, if you're cooking on like an offset, you have to have clean smoke. So normally when you add charcoal or wood to your offset, you'll get this really white billowing smoke which is called dirty smoke and never ever put your food into your cooking chamber when it's like that you, you let it clear out and you almost want to see nothing right you almost want to see no smoke coming out of your your smoke box and that's clean smoke and that'll give your your food some smoke flavor but it won't be overpowering whatsoever another tip that i will give is i feel in my personal opinion if you go hot and fast if you do like steaks or chicken wings or something and it's right over charcoal you don't get much smoky flavor right you get like a charry grill flavor but it it's not smoky does that make sense no totally totally i would also add if you're new new to grilling new to smoking and you you don't really want a heavy smoke flavor on your food i would probably say you might be the, the right candidate for a, a pellet grill, pellet smoker, because generally those produce a much lighter smoke profile than charcoal-based cookers or like an offset smoker like what Joe talked about where you're cooking with wood splits. So definitely consider, maybe consider a pellet grill. Do you also, have a pellet grill? 
I do. I have, I got a little bit of everything, Joe. I, okay. <laughs> I got a, a pellet grill, offset smoker, couple of drum smokers, Weber Summit Kamado, some more kettles. So I think that's awesome. Like the versatility of grills and smokers. Like I just came back from Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I did some filming with B&B. And I get there and there was a, a drum smoker. There was a hasty bake. There was like a $20 grill from Walmart and all grills that I've never used before. So to me, that stuff is exciting. Like I'm intrigued. Like I want to learn how to use these. Like, so the versatility is super awesome. I mean, I can't speak on a pellet smoker cause I don't have one, but I did kind of mention my char griller gravity works yeah. like a pellet smoker, but it takes charcoal and, and wood chunks, but that's awesome, man. That's very cool that you have a lot of smokers and the wife will never understand that we as barbecuers can always use one more. There's always one more that we need to add to our collection. And I'll say I've been fortunate in that regard that, that my wife has been, she hasn't given me grief over that because she sees that I, I really do use them. They're not just here right. collecting dust she enjoys the food, and I can also, like, cook from time to time. The church will ask me to, to do some cooking as well. So she sees the benefits to it for sure. So I, I am have been fortunate in that regard. All right, we got CeeLo again, another one. Just normal charcoal would do, or is there a specific wood to use for that? If you want less smoke flavor, definitely don't go wood. I would just go charcoal and I would wait for that charcoal to turn completely white. So you're essentially, it's like, it's your heat source, right? So you're cooking over that heat, but you're not necessarily getting any smoke flavor to it. So you would recommend if you're going to cook with charcoal, just go straight charcoal and don't bother adding any wood chunks. That's correct. I mean, specifically for CeeLo, because he's trying to get away from the smoke flavor. Right. So, yeah, I would definitely not use any wood. Wood chips, wood chunks, yeah. nothing. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me go back to your page. Because I did intend to ask you about the hot chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, dude. That was so good, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I made my own buttermilk. Wait, you, you made your own buttermilk? Yeah, yeah. If, oh, if you wow. see the first shot there, I show you how, what I did. I think it's like one tablespoon of vinegar with milk or something. Okay. Then, okay. So yeah. you don't have to even bother going to the store. You have the ingredients. You can make your, your buttermilk yourself. I didn't know that. Yes, That's sir. really cool. Yep. You just let it sit for like 10, 15 minutes and uh, really? you got buttermilk, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay My, <laughs> mind is blown just 10 or yeah. 15 minutes too okay yeah, sold yeah. sold See, and, and stuff like this like the finishing sauce that i put on the chicken like yeah that's all on a whim i didn't read anything it, to me it's just like what do i want what are flavors that i like in in my food so that's how i roll okay no that, that's chat. That's awesome. Now, getting yeah. back to, because you mentioned the gravity cooker a few times, and I, I meant to ask you about that. 
because you said it's a lot like a pellet grill, but you're cooking with charcoal and with wood, right? So is it similar to a pellet grill in that it's got like the electronics where you punch in what temperature you want? Is that how it's similar? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love working a fire, but sometimes yeah, I just don't have the time. So I sometimes I throw the food in there and I just let it roll. I, yeah. I, I feel like the gravity gives like a somewhat of a strong like charcoal flavor. I'm not too happy with, but I feel if you put something in that takes longer to cook, like a pork butt or a brisket, then it'll lose that strong charcoal flavor and give a little bit of smoke flavor that I like. So just depends what you cook in it, but it's super easy. You just throw the charcoal in, put the temp that you want and let it ride. Essentially like a pellet grill. Yeah. No. And I totally relate to that. Like you said, sometimes you, you don't have the time or the energy to be out there with the offset smoker. So, and, that, and that's exactly why I still have my pellet grill and I use it on a regular basis, especially holding down that full-time job in the evening and you want to yeah. get something cooked and you don't have all night and you don't want to be out there tinkering and everything. So yeah, that, that's when my pellet grill is my favorite one out there when Absolutely. I can just punch in that temperature that I want and then it, it does the, all the work for me. So totally, yep. totally get that. You know, my favorite thing is an offset. When it comes to barbecue, like an offset is what made me fall in love with barbecue. Kind of going back to Aaron Franklin, I saw him doing his offsets. And funny story, man. So after watching his videos, I actually, I bought an offset and then I got discouraged because I would either like lose temperature too much, it would spike and I couldn't get it down. So I got discouraged and I sold that offset, but I still loved barbecue. And I was like, I, I gotta try this again. So I bought another offset and took the time and actually learned on it. And then the rest is history, man. Like, I'm, I mean, it's still a challenge today. Like, and yeah. that's what I love about it. I love the challenge. Like, I don't want my temp to spike. Like, five minute, five degrees is all I want to lose if I'm going to lose or spike at all. And it's that challenge of, like, how many splits do I put? Do I take it away? Do I, whatever it is. And that's what I love about an offset. So you're preaching to the choir. Because what, <laughs> what you're saying, I mean, that is, like, my story is very, very similar. I bought early on i think i started with i had a gas grill that's been relegated to my garage now but after i got the gas <laughs> <Good>. grill <laughs> i bought a weber smoky mountain and like what you talked about kind of getting discouraged and trying to learn how to manage the temperatures and, and getting a little bit discouraged early on that that's what i experienced with the weber smoky mountain so i sold it and then i've been regretting it ever since but i always think back to even though I was frustrated, the Weber Smoky Mountain, I think, is the one that taught me the most about temperature control. Because then everything after that, it started to finally click in my head, the adjustments that I needed to make, what I needed to do. And then I graduated to an offset smoker. And like you said, the offset, yeah, it's the most challenging to cook on. But to me, it's also the most rewarding. And it's my oh, favorite. Sorry. 
Yeah, it's still my favorite. I have other cookers that are versatile, like the Weber Summit Kamado. But if I have, if time is not an issue, I'm going to be out there with my offset smoker cooking with those wood splits and trying to keep that temperature within a certain range. I don't go crazy with it, like killing myself if it spikes up a little bit more than, than what I want. But yeah, totally, totally get it. The offset is definitely the one that I enjoy the most. It looks like Chad wants you to talk about those queso tacos. Chad is, is a really good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, he goes he goes by Smoke City Barbecue from like the San Diego area. So he's another fan of the queso tacos that I do. He's a very big supporter. And last time I was at my buddy's house, I think Chad had like two full queso tacos. <laughs> and he's just like, man, I, I want more, but there's so much cheese and it's just like so fatty but it's delicious and he's a real big fan of those tacos man yeah i'm trying to see if i can find them are they on your page the queso tacos it's that first all the way up top that middle that middle picture oh right right that's right yeah you talked about this at the top yeah this is the one that i have to try yeah the the queso tacos hey you know what my my phone is at two percent okay well you know what because we are almost at the top of the hour so we're at six it's six fifty p.m so i, I wasn't gonna go much much more than that but okay. hey real quick here before i, I let you go because it looks like CeeLo had one more let's see i think this question would help me a lot what is the biggest mistake you have experienced that you want to share for us beginners how can we avoid it oh man Biggest mistake that I've experienced. I would say be patient. Give yourself grace. You know, don't expect and don't chase temperatures. Like if you're following some recipe that says 275 and your your smoker is giving you 250 or 280, just go with it. Don't drive yourself overly crazy trying to get perfection because ultimately like if you're smoking you can accomplish smoking within a range if you're between 225 and even as high as like 325 350 you're still getting some smoke flavor so that's what i would say real quick I think that's a good one, man. I'll go with your answer. Okay. I'm at 1%. Okay, so I think... I mean, I can log in on the computer. Okay, well, hold on here. I think you're you're doing that, so let me do this. I'm going to hang up on the phone. I'm going to hopefully get you in. Let's see. Are you there? Hold on. All right. I think I got you back. All right. Sorry about that. Oh, no. No, that's okay. This is live, so... Stuff happens, guys. So we appreciate you ha- hanging with us. I mean, we're, we're having a great discussion and the questions and comments are coming in. So definitely appreciate everyone. So Lynn has a question. Do you make your own rubs? I, I do make my own rub. It's, it's a spicy jalapeno rub. But for a lot of the cooking, I just use other people's rubs. One, to support to give awareness to people out there that this is the rub I'm using and to hopefully support that brand. Like one of the biggest ones, man, is the B&B Texas Trinity rub. That is my absolute favorite for all things. And if you've never tried it, it is phenomenal. But, say say uh, it again, the, yeah, the I mean, I, B&B, I, I which one is it? B&B? The B&B Texas Trinity. 
Oh, Texas Trinity. Okay. So is that like, let me guess, the Trinity. So that's like to mirror, what do they call Holy Trinity again? Isn't it like salt, pepper, garlic? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it has a little bit of sugar. I mean, I don't know what else, but it's what I use on my pork butts, my brisket, and a lot of other things. But to answer the question, I do make one rub and it's a spicy jalapeno rub. It's very diverse and it goes... I mean, it goes best on eggs, but it goes on a lot of things. I normally have a link in my bio that people can click and purchase the rub, but I'm all out. So hopefully pretty soon I'll have those available. And then just to kind of piggyback on that, I also will use a lot of other people's rubs. There's just so many out there outstanding ones. But on the flip side, especially when you are starting out, just know that you don't have to use the store-bought or other people's rubs. You can concoct your own. I think usually a a good base to start with is what Joe just described, the Holy Trinity, salt, pepper, garlic, and then you can add other things that you might like. Maybe you like paprika, maybe add that, maybe add some sugar. You can kind of make your own combination and see what really works for you and your family as well. So one of the great things that I love about barbecue is that there is no one absolute way that you have to do anything. There's a ton of different ways to do the same thing and you can get there the same way, just different methods. That's part of the fun of it, is trying different stuff. John is asking, I think this is for me, think you'll ever get another Weber Weber Smoky Mountain. I am always on the hunt. So I don't want to go out and buy another one brand new, but I'm constantly checking like Craigslist or those Facebook listings for used smokers. So if I do see one, and the one thing that I do different, I had the 18 inch, but if I get another one, I'd like it to be the bigger one, which I think is 22. So I don't need it because I have the Summit Kamado, which pretty much can do whatever the the Smoky Mountain can do. But yeah, if I see a good deal for one, I'm going to grab it. Because like Joe said, you can never have too many smokers. You always can use one more. So for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, again, we are... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I I just want to say one thing. So when I do pop-ups and events... Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep okay. changing these scenes. And I, I think because you're on a different camera, it keeps kind of, I have to kind of reset every scene that I switch to. But I got you. Go ahead. Okay. So I was just going to say, so with every pop-up that I do, I take turns with these. I give back to charity a percentage of, of my profits. And I just want to raise awareness for these charities. There's four that I take turns giving to, and that's Save the Children, Feeding the Children, Front Sight Military Outreach, and Stronghold Rescue and Relief. If you guys have never heard of these charities, it's to feed children, protect children from uh, human trafficking. It's to help our military who have come back from war, their mental health, and to the Stronghold Rescue and Relief Company. They protect and care for families in conflict zones. So they have soldiers who have retired from the military who will go into a specific war zones and protect these families, man, who are caught in the middle of them. So when you come to a pop-up and you support me, 
you're not only supporting me, but you're supporting these companies that I really believe in. And so thank you in advance, or thank you if you've supported me at one of my previous pop-ups. That's awesome. That's awesome. One of the things I'll, I'll say, I heard someone say it, that people who are really passionate are about barbecue tend to just be good people. And I, I think Joe is someone who embodies that and just what he talked about that he's just not out out there trying to make a buck, but he's also giving back and he's passionate about about those charities. So that's that that's awesome. I'll just say on my own behalf, if you do follow me on Facebook or other places, you'll often uh, see me making reference to Operation Barbecue Relief. They are an organization that when natural disasters hit, they deploy volunteers to go to those places with the mission of providing good, hot barbecue for first responders, as well as for people who may, who just may need the help as a result of the natural disaster. So that's one that I believe in. And on my personal Facebook page right now, I am actually doing, I'm participating in St. Jude's July weekly grilling challenge where all money raised for that will go to support families who need medical care for their children. And I'm actually, let me see if I can get it in a shot. I'm actually wearing my St. Jude shirt that they sent Awesome, me. that's cool. Uh, so working on that right now. So yeah, that's awesome. So Joe, I'm gonna cool. gonna go ahead and and start to wrap this up, but let me go back here. And as Joe was talking, if you want to get more information about the stuff that Joe is involved with, can't seem to get that comment off the screen. Okay, there we go. Oh, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I give up. We're live. But check out check out Joe's link tree. So at Q Bellies, also like again, he's got that outstanding Instagram page. But here on his link tree, you can see a lot of the companies that Joe is affiliated or does work with. Quite an extensive list. And again, let me just say, again, I'm trying to, again, for you guys, get more consistent about doing these barbecue live podcasts. And I'm trying to find cool people like Joe to come on and, and talk to me. So really do appreciate you, Joe, because again, you I remember I just put a post, just a, a post up on Instagram where I was like, I'm looking for people. If you're willing to come on, let me know. And Joe was the one guy who responded. And I'm so glad that you did because I'm, I'm just just really happy that we've been able to connect on a deeper level than just the social media posts and being able to talk, to chop it up about barbecue. Every time that I talk to you, I find that we have just so much in common. I think our passion about barbecue comes from similar places. And again, I really respect the grind that you're doing with the pop-ups and just your commitment. As Harry Sue would say, spreading the barbecue love, to steal one of his phrases. So again, man, appreciate you coming on. Hope we can do it again. Keep grinding and I'll be checking you out. And, and I'm serious. Well, I'm going to try to make it to one of your pop-ups so we can meet in person 
and I got to try that queso taco. Did I say it right? Que- queso taco. Hey, man. Well, seriously, thank you for having me. Kind of like you mentioned, this is our second time around. I, I had a f- awesome time the first time, and we've kind of been talking here and there periodically, and it's always a good time to talk to you, and I appreciate you bringing me on, man. It's It's been fun, and uh, this definitely isn't the last, last time. We're going to chop it up again for sure. All right. Hold, hold you to that. <laughs> no, but I'm, I know that that'll happen. So again, want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in today. Again, check out Joe on, at Q Bellies. Also, again, it's not too late to enter uh, my 4th of July giveaway. So just go to backyardsmokemaster.com and it's right there at the top of the page. Appreciate you tuning in to the, to the live podcast and for everyone that came through and added to it appreciate grace chad john lynn CeeLo. let's see trying to see if i'm missing anybody and at the top of the show we had archangelo hades so appreciate all you guys for contributing with your comments and your questions that helps keep the energy up and help helps just keep the show moving along so we're going to sign off wishing everyone a very happy and safe fourth of july enjoy the rest of your weekend take care and we'll see you again soon peace all right thanks again joe all right man see ya